The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören mit von der Party die Woodies. Kevin Gassman, a giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carbon blobs from Sanger's M&G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. Just on days that end in Y. That's getting old, by the way, I think. I don't know. But what's up, everyone? Happy Saturday to you. It's 3.03 on this May 20th. And just as I'm playing this music, I realize the sadness of Chris Cornell's passing. I'm like, I didn't realize that this was part of the show again because of that. And uh, wow, man. What a sad story that is. So terrible. Pharmaceutical suicide. That's what it is. You know, they said there was nothing, you know, I mean, as far as him not going in that kind of depression of killing himself, there was no sign of that. Except uh, Adivar or Adiv- whatever. Adivan. Adivan. Yeah. They yeah. give that to people a lot in like hospitals for anxiety and right. whatever. Yeah. It's messed it's up, bad, man. man. It's very, he's uh, one of the hottest rock and roll men <laughs> in history. <laughs> oh, I got to say though, for sure, he's definitely a, a man crush voice for me. There's no doubt. Because that guy, man, he can swoon. I'll tell you. And uh, yeah. yeah, he's one of my favorites to sing along to in the car. <laughs> we Jay Lewis is with us, actor with us, and what's, what's your thoughts on? Uh, were you a listener of Audio Slave or uh, Soundgarden? Or yeah, I was a big Soundgarden fan. I I still watch the uh, Black Hole Sun video. <laughs> you uh, like that a couple times a year. Do you, yeah, you make sure you rip on that. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. cool. I, I was, you know, one of my questions I had for the week on Facebook was when you listen to a song for the first time. How do you listen to it? Do you listen to it with like no lyrics and no video, or do you have to have the lyrics with you, or do you watch it with the video for the first time? I mean, nowadays it's kind of like you're stuck with almost the video for the first time. I mean, I, I think it just depends on the platform that you're you're watching it. Me personally, if I hear a song somewhere, then I'll go to YouTube and I'll try and find it and listen to the whole song if I hear a part of a song. Right. Um, take for instance, just the other night, I heard for the first time. Uh, James Blake's Retrograde, and that song just blew me away, and I just kept listening to it over and over and over again. Now, how did it catch your attention? I was at a I was at a show in Los Angeles. It was a um, it was a gymnastics show called Absinthe. Uh, they started out in Vegas, then they brought their show over to Los Angeles, and I was at it, and it was a song that was playing while one of the performers was on stage, and luckily. The performer was on stage long enough to where 
I could download Shazam on my phone, <laughs> and then I Shazam. Are you serious? A live I, a live song? Yeah. Oh, that's really no, cool. no, no. Well, they, they, it was oh, the it was a recording. Gotcha. But um, I was I Shazammed it, and it came up as James Blake Retrograde. <laughs> so as soon as the show was over, and, and was I was it. in my Uber going home, <laughs> I found out. Yes, this is it. And I just kept listening over and over and over again. That's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've heard that song. Now I'm curious. Oh my god, it's peaked. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I found a song this week. I'm really excited to play it. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll play it in, in a few. What about you, Heidi? As far as listening to new music, um, oh, like how I listen to it. I yeah. always will just listen in headphones. I am a headphones human. <laughs> I don't care about the video. I don't care about reading the lyrics. Right. I try to learn them later. Usually wrong. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that's the thing is like when you're not focused on the song itself, you're focused on the lyrics or you're, or you're focused on watching a video of their interpretation of it, it takes you away from what it is. You know, I was fortunate. One, one, the Asteroid Shop, I, we played them on the right. Alien show and I, I listened to it. I was at this bar. I'm just listening. That's a badass jam. And then I saw the video they were playing. It was one of those bars where they play the video and you're, you're listening to it as well. I'm like, oh my God. So uh, I was enamored by the video too. <laughs> but the song itself grabbed my attention before the video did. Nice. And that's what I was listening to. I was like, oh, what, this, what song is this? This is really cool. So I got a really cool song that I heard. All right. I'm um, excited. <laughs> uh, Jay Lewis with us. The, uh, the show is Heartbeats. And, uh, Heartbeat. And what's that about? When people uh, are familiar with this, aren't they? Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a show about a doctor. Her name is Dr. Kathy Magliotto. She's one of the top thoracic heart surgeons in the world. Um, she's one of the first female heart surgeons to to reach the peaks that she's reached. Um, Basically, the show is about all of the real-life accounts of her life, you know, the situations that she got into while she was um, a resident, as well as things that happened while she was an an actual heart surgeon. Hmm. Yeah. So how'd you get mixed up in this one here? Wow. Um, (laughs) Well, I, I, I had an audition. Uh, my agent called me, and uh, it, it was uh, it was a Tuesday, and I had the audition. She asked me if I could go to the audition that day, and I wasn't able to. So she set it up for me that next Wednesday, that next day, which was Wednesday. Um, I got the sides. I looked at them all night, Tuesday night. Um, I went to the audition. After my audition was over, the casting director sat me down and she started talking to me, you know, asking me questions, almost like an interview. And I had never had that happen before. Um, so she started asking me questions and I thought we were done and I was going to get up and say, thank you very much. No, 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 sit down, sit down. Anyway, this <laughs> happened like two or three more times. Huh. And then she asked me if I wanted to come to um, a callback the next day. And I said, hmm, let's see. <laughs> right. Callback. Do I want to come to a callback? Yeah, I think I, I know. Can, Who would ask I think you I that? can do that. <laughs> um, so she left the room, found out about it. I came to the callback the next day, which was Thursday. I went to the screen test the next day after that, which was Friday. I didn't hear anything on Saturday. Sunday, my agent sent me an email and asked if I... Uh, uh, one in- production wanted to know if I had my passport and oh, I said yes nice. so uh, <laughs> six, 6.32 that night 
she calls me back and she asks me if I had my passport and I, I, my passport number. And I said, no, I don't know what it is. And she said, well, you're going to have to get it to me by tomorrow. And she just started screaming, you got the job. You got the job. <laughs> and I was like, I, her name is Gail. And I said, Gail, don't, don't play with me. Don't play with me. And she then told me. That um, and this is when I actually had to sit down. She told me that um, NBC was working on my contract and they would be giving her a call back to make me an offer. And at that point, I would either have the option of uh, accepting it or turning it down. And there again, I was like, hmm, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this is going to be a hard decision to make. (laughs) So she did that and. that next Thursday, I was, after all the negotiations and all that went through, that next Thursday, I was on a plane heading to Vancouver to shoot the pilot. Right on, man. We did. Very cool. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. It's cool. an awesome show. A very cool story yeah. as well. Jay Lewis is going to hang out with us for the next uh, hour and a half or so, because we're going to do a little bit of... Aliens. <laughs> with gas. <laughs> man. Yeah, and I got a crazy clip I'm going to play for you guys. Um, it's going to be a conversation. It's gonna, who knows where it's going to end up. But nice. that's how I like the show. That's how this show, I don't know how this show goes. This one's kind of a throw around just to kind of, you know, talk talk it out, basically. Yeah. We're going to air it out with gas. <laughs> Man. All right. So uh, this, sound, this song I got is uh, called Bus. And it's from a, an artist. I think it's an artist or a group maybe called Ben and City. You guys, you familiar with this? No? Nope. Oh, you got to really enjoy this one. All I right. fully fell in love with it. And I know when you, like you were saying, Jay, is like when you hear a song, you go home, you listen to it a couple times in a row. Yeah. This was one of them for me. So okay. take a listen to this. And by the way, you're going global with Gasman on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. That's the show you're listening to with me, your host, Kevin Gasman. I have Heidi Gow with us and special guest Jay Lewis with us. How are you? Actor, and we're going to be getting more into his acting roles. And I'm looking at some of his uh, past uh, roles he has been in, and we'll... Definitely get into a few of those, though. But get to this song first. Ben and City, the tune's called Bus, so don't go anywhere right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. Riding home on the end of the eight, yeah. Towards my funeral, you don't know I'll be late still. Couldn't be less sober if I tried. You know I tried. Oh, Lord. You're welcome. Ben and City <laughs> buses the tune. I really dig that song. I hope you guys do as well. You are going global with Gas Man on the Saturday afternoon, 15 minutes past 3 o'clock Pacific time, as we broadcast from the undisclosed location of Phoenix, Arizona, in the studios of Voice America. <laughs> <laughs> That's Heidi Gad. And our special guest, actor Jay Lewis, with us from the uh, show Heartbeat. And so what's going on with that show as far as this that's coming out now and... If you want to see, we we are finished with our first season. If you want to check out our first season, you can do it on um, Amazon Prime, or I think you can even watch the you can buy the episodes off of YouTube. Okay, but you can definitely go to Amazon Prime and check out our first season. And so, when second second season coming? We know. Um, we bring it back. <laughs> oh, I, I liked you. that show. Thank you. We um, it's it was a. Uh, it was it was it was good while it lasted. It was um, it was a it was a benefit, a blessing, uh, a humbling opportunity. Um, but we had to move on. Um, we we were all we all 
stay together. We're all friends. I still communicate with right. all my castmates. I communicate with the executive producers. So we're all good. Right. Um, it's just it's just one of those things. Yeah. That's just, that's the percentage of it. It's as the well, industry, isn't it? man. Right. Not only that. I mean, but it's still open out there for someone to grab as well if that should happen. So that's you know you never yeah. know what what can come about of that as well. It's true. Um, right on. I have hope. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I was saying is it seems like she's got a lot of stories to tell, and it'd be nice to have a little more of an outlet just, than just uh, you know, eight, was it eight episodes? Ten. Ten. Ten, ten. episodes. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. in eight of the ten. Okay. But it was it, it was um, it was ten episodes, and I, I, I just uh, invite you if you if if any of your listeners haven't seen the show, I definitely invite them to go and check us out because I, I do hear from people that I tell about my show. Um, they come back and they say that was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Really? Now, whether they're saying that because they're talking directly to me or not, I'll never know. But at the same well, time, it's still validating for somebody to to say that to me. What about you when you watch it? Do you watch it objectively from a third person? Because, you know, being in radio, I have to listen to myself yeah. from a third person perspective. Now, yeah. Do you have to do that as far as an actor, I would imagine, or... Because you, if you want to disassociate yourself from the actor to you, mm-hmm. you're basically being the average person watching your show. Yes. And do do you enjoy it? I do. Um, I I I'm I'm my worst critic, as well as my worst enemy. You know, I, I I critique myself pretty hard. So when I watched the show, there wasn't a show that I watched. I said, you know, I could have said something different or I could have I, I thought I could have brought it a little bit more I was happy with what I did I was happy with our show um, I, I I was a fan of all of my castmates I had eight other castmates I was a fan of all of theirs before the show even started Right. so yes. I was even more of a kid in the candy store because <laughs> I'm watching people that I like on TV and sometimes it's hard to reel that in but as far as watching the show yeah I would I would watch it I loved it um I still watch it sometimes. There's some good stories on that show, like, yeah. and just to know that that happened to her, holy moly, man! Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty intense. One of the one of the things that makes me respect Dr. Magliotto as much as I do, she came up in a time where women really didn't do what Dr. Magliotto did. Right. Women weren't heart surgeons like Dr. Magliotto did. So, and this isn't any from any conversation that we've had, but I could just imagine what she had to go through being the lone woman that was really intimidating men. Right. Um, that's the one thing I, I, did, I can say I recognized about Dr. Magliotto. She has a very powerful presence to her when she walks in the room. Um, one of the funny things about Dr. Magliotto, I can say, she's one of the only heart surgeons in the world that can perform a heart surgery wearing stilettos. <laughs> and she's done it. She's done it before. Yeah, that you know, sounds like an emergency one. Was that an emergency heart surgery? No, that's just, <laughs> no. A, that's just a Dr. Magliotto kind of way of Do this is things? how strong I am. You know? Interesting. Just imagine. So I, she was a little bit of a punk rocker herself, right? Oh, dude, it sounds like it. She's 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 kick ass. Right. That's all, <laughs> right on, man. She's I, I hope we hear more of these stories. That's I hope, good luck with that, man. Thank I really you. do. So Thank in the you. meantime, we do have Jay Lewis hanging out with us. We're gonna talk aliens with him in a bit. Are you hey. ready, are you ready yeah. for that? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, he's ready for that. But we we can't get there just yet. No, we gotta wait a little bit. <laughs> we gotta wait a little bit. But I'm I'm looking at uh, another thing you were part of, which Snoop Dogg. <laughs> What's going on? You laughing? Then he's the villain yeah, as far as man. his title goes. Uh, so yeah. many pros. What's what was this, what was this video? Yeah, that was a that was a music video that was done, and um, it was to pay homage to the 1980, 1970s 
some people call them black exploitation. Some people call them black exploitation um, films, and th- right. that was just to pay homage to all of those characters. So basically, you know, I, I had the. It was fun because I got to play several <laughs> different characters. Um, Superfly was one of them, right? Yes, um, but I, I got to do a lot of yelling and a lot of <laughs> a lot of like meanness, and you know, it, it, was, it, right. it was just fun. It was fun to play around. Right, right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you play it now, look around. But back then, I mean, it was serious business, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It was. Um, it, it was a little intimidating because that realistically, that was really the very first big time thing I did. You know, there's you got Pharrell Williams, you have Snoop Dogg, you have um, Felicia. Oh, I can't remember. Last they were all name. in this. Yeah, yeah, oh, they, right they, they were all in it. Um, so to know that I was dealing with and working with people of such a high caliber, right. you know, for the first time, this this was really it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but it was it was a it was a it was a great happy time. <laughs> it was a happy time. It was a happy time. It sounds like it'll be a happy time around yeah. Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a happy time. <laughs> right on. Um, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get into some happy times here. We're, we're going to get into some real times. We're always in, happy. In what a little bit. About? Yeah. So uh, uh, let's play another song. Let's do it. <laughs> These guys are, they tonight, they have a brand new CD that they're going to release, and uh, they're called Banana Gun. Dance Monkey Down, Fotown. That's F-A-U-X, you know. Dance Monkey Down in Fotown is the album that's being dropped tonight. And if you're in Phoenix, Arizona, you can see it at the Crescent Ballroom. If you're not, well, you can hear the song that they released to me, which I really dig a lot. You will as well. The tune is called Wind Up Lonely, and we're going to do it right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. Yes, man. Are there any guys out there who are just normal, huh? The Hoot Hoots here on Going Global with Gas, and we're going to Seattle for that one. Nightmares is the tune. Uh, if you were singing along after that <laughs> one, I know more Seattle, right? <laughs> to, oh. to honor, you know, Chris Cornell, man. What a sad story, but we'll try to lighten up a little bit. Because like, it's such a sudden thing, you know. I had a friend of mine just send me a, a text. You know, I'm just I'm devastated. I'm like, wow, I mean, it's it was so out of the blue and so just you know. Yeah. Unnecessary. Pharmaceutical suicide. It's very sad. It right. can happen to anybody who's on that stuff, you know? Right. Exactly. Take too much on accident or it just all of a sudden flips your brain chemistry. It's well, scary, man. I know a lot of people who've lost good friends, girlfriends, wives, husbands to prescription pills. It's just something happens to them that their chemical imbalance doesn't work well and just... You know? Yeah. And then there's weed. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then there's weed. <laughs> Never gonna overdose Shh, on that. Nothing. Keep quiet about the weed. <laughs> no one needs to know about it. It's terrible, isn't it? Awful. I mean, how far we could be already with this, and then you know, you listen to the old Nixon tapes about how much he wants to just shut down marijuana right. and cannabis, and you know, create this fear out of it, and from the 30s and. Yeah, it's just Ugh. well, and I heard there's like a lot of pages that have a lot of followers for the legalization movement. Yeah, have been getting shut down. Yeah, well, out like, here, safer Arizona got shut down. Yeah, and it's weird. It's just like, how did that happen? They just go out and do it. And look, the thing is, when you have that mentality from the 30s that shut down marijuana, which was absolutely free and for everybody, um, you have that mentality, and then you have the Nixon mentality. It's kind of culminated to where we're at right now. I think, you know, who we have as far as Jeff Sessions, who (laughs) firmly believes in the drug war, who wants to uh, increase maximum 
first time sentences is that what it was i think uh, i saw yeah. something and yeah. around that general area like harsher first sentence times i mean he owns stock in private prisons right so well I, that's why those guys get that kind of money right those um shareholders well, of these prisons i think we're at that point where the the mass is going to say enough is enough of this because i think what we're looking at again and i did the math earlier it was that 26 percent of the voting population won the election in 2016, I'm just stating the way it was. Right. Um, I think uh, almost 50 million, or ha- half the people didn't vote, and less than half of that did, or it was like 27% to 26%. Right. That was the average. So I think the problem that Jeff Sessions and anyone else in that administration have is it's too possible to Google too much. There's, there, there's too much real information out there uh, versus back in the Nixon days. You couldn't Google anything. You didn't know what was being what was true and what was false. Right. But now there are so many information resources to go on that, that are out there for someone to 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 like take, for instance, Jeff Sessions to try and make a first time offenders um, sentence worse. What he has to understand is he's talking to some of these potential first, first time. Right. Yeah, well, everyone who hasn't been busted is yeah, the first time. Everybody offender, hasn't right. been busted is the first time. So <laughs> you're, you, what you're basically doing is you're asking people to say, yes, you can go ahead and make my sentence worse right. because I'm going to be the one that you're doing <laughs> that with. So when you, at the end point. of the day, you kind of have to <laughs> sit back and think who's, who's, who's really smoking what. Right. You know? That's a great point, yeah. right? Yeah. But also, uh, you know, to think when you have all the, the information online at your fingertips, on your phone, wherever it is, mm-hmm. how, how come you're still living by <laughs> the 1970s mentality? You know, I mean, the information's out there for him to to get and to educate himself with, but yet he's still ref- stuck back in that old antiquated mind frame of that, that it just, we got to just be firmer and tougher on people who use marijuana. End of story. It's, I mean, I think you also kind of, and I, I really don't hope that, I hope this doesn't cause too much controversy, but, you know, you kind of have to look at how old Jeff Sessions is. You know, think about the time. Think about where this country was. Think about what he learned. Think about what he was taught about drugs. That's what I'm talking about. He I mean, that's 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 all he knows. They were raised in that that mentality. They were raised in that environment of marijuana was so bad and and it was bad for you. It it made you. That's just what they were. Yeah, right. I I get that. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is that when you have someone at, at this age who's unwilling to, to change, yeah, compromise or understand that what he thought or what he was taught was wrong, then we have a leader. Then we have someone who's like understands what's going on. That's progression. You can like look at the facts of science. Everything's on the, online. I mean, there's yeah. no excuse for him to not look it up or not understand how much this can benefit all of us, not even if the people who not but marijuana cannabis benefits everyone whether you smoke it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's where clothing comes in, oil comes in, mm-hmm. food comes in. Mm-hmm. It's a sustainable food. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it really it is. is a miracle plant for us. I it just is. think Jeff Sessions needs to smoke a joint, smoke <laughs> a blunt, listen to Bad and Bougie Bitch, and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> the chances of that are slim to none. <laughs> yeah, it took but a I word think that's what he needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all do. I think we should all do a little uh, you know, secret uh, 
bake sale at the White House. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I mean, this, 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 the thing is, is like right now we're at this point where this presidency might even be just out of the office. I mean, this is looking like an impeachment every day as we see and hear all the news that is coming out of this office. Mm-hmm. And if he goes, if Trump does get impeached, well, should that mean everyone that he appointed gets gone? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it should, Absolutely. right? Right. Yep. Does that? But does that happen? Does that work? I don't know. I'm not sure if it does. I, I haven't. You know, I didn't look online. I'm just. <laughs> I've never been. I've I've never been a football coach. I've never been a coach of a sports team. But I do watch sports, and I know when the head coach gets fired, more often than not. His his squad is going with him. Right. His his team of coaches is going with him. It it to me it doesn't it doesn't make sense to fire the head but keep everybody else because these are the people that he appointed. Right. So who's to say that you know as a little bit of a backdoor favor, I'm going to go ahead and keep your agenda going. I'm going to I'm going to fight your fight for you. Right. As Trump is going out of office, don't worry, Mr. Trump, we're right. going to fight your fight for <laughs> right. you. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> who's well, to say that won't happen? So, hey, I'm sorry. I know well, everybody needs a job, but hey. Well, I don't know if you heard. I, I heard uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, actually uh, seeked out a super PAC this week for running for president in 2020. Oh, so my gosh. Maybe he knows. But the thing is, is his hands are dirty, too. So there's a long line of things that he's got his hands uh, caught into. So it's not going to be like, not so fast there, guy. Yeah. And, that, and that's where the thing is. And when we find out this investigation and more secrets are coming out, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's, it hasn't been proven yet. I yeah. mean, Comey doesn't talk until after Memorial Day. So another, you know, week in, week in a day or so. So It'll we'll, never we'll, happen. Ugh. It'll absolutely never happen. But I do believe if uh, Mr. Trump is impeached, I think we should have a whole nother election. Yeah. Whole other right. election, Democrats and Republicans. Right. And I necessarily almost would, would almost say the same people that ran before can't run again. So you have to have a whole new batch. That would uh, be nice. <laughs> it, 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 that's why I say in a perfect world, but we <laughs> don't live in a perfect world. But that, you know, right now we don't know what's going on. This is such an unusual mm-hmm. circumstance that something like that possibly could happen because if his whole administration is tainted with Russia and he has his uh, campaign staff tainted with Russia, mm-hmm. why not that be a, a probable you know, result of this is that to say, well, get him out. Let's do another election, emergency election. Yes. We can probably handle that. I yeah. guarantee this, this something like this could call for an emergency election. It should. I right. mean, you would think that someone was other than us, being the intelligent ones that we are that just came up with this, right. you would think that someone in Washington would have had this conversation before we did today. Well, you know, judging by who's in there these days, we don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I just heard that Callista Gingrich, Newt Gingrich's wife, are you familiar with this one here? The one with the, the white hair and the, the owl eyes that she has. What? You've seen this woman? Look no. her up. She has got the, she's a ghost. Okay. She is Casper the woman. I'll tell you that much. What's her she name again? She is Callista, um, Callista, I think that's her name, Callista Gingrich, Newt Gingrich. She okay. has been, okay, so let's see. <laughs> you got to like really either grab something to smoke, grab something to drink. Because <laughs> this is so bizarre. She was the mit- the mistress while Newt Gingrich was divorcing his wife that was sick in bed, dying of cancer. Ew. Right. So she was the mistress, and now she's being appointed 
the U.S. ambassador to the Vatican. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. Seriously? Yes. That's How does that even work? <laughs> How does that work? That's just a piece that's of irony that I can't even speak about. That's that's. I just feel like Trump is looking around the room and going, you over there, you're in charge of the nukes. And the guy's like, uh, I'm just here to clean the carpets, man. That does not even make sense. <laughs> so What is wrong with human beings? I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh. So the mistress, a woman that was a mistress is now the ambassador to a religion that continuously gets accused and condemned for the things they do with little boys. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it makes it, sense to me. Right, now it I'm does. I'm sorry, it but does, it makes sense right. to me. Well, Who else would take that job? <laughs> <laughs> Who else will want that job? That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's another thing. <laughs> right, put the weird, creepy old lady in there. <laughs> oh, God. Well, she's not going to sing for crap, man. She's just going to do whatever she does. And uh, I mean, and maybe he's happy she's out of the country now. Maybe that was the whole deal. I think it, <laughs> someone said it probably came out over a conversation at, at uh, Mar-a-Lago, you know. It's like, so, uh, I, you know, they talk about the Vatican, and here's Callista. I love the Vatican. I love to go see the Vatican. <laughs> All right, you're the Vatican oh, ambassador. Oh, man. Bye. <laughs> Human beings freak me out, man. Yeah. They just do. <laughs> they freak me out. So What's it's wrong? just very bizarre, the people that he's appointed and uh, you know, people who aren't really qualified for the, for the positions. Betsy DeVos or D-Rod, what's her name? Oh, DeVos get did booed. you see what happened when she went to Temple? Uh, when she went to Temple? She, I, I, well, I saw was, the one. I at, think it was Temple University she went to. She was a Oh, yeah. she got booed? Yeah, she got, when it she was, was at the concession speech was, and they stood up. Bethune Cook- Cookman. Cookman, that's what it was. And yeah, that's, an right. all, that's yeah. an all black school. Yes. yes. So you got to yeah. wonder again what the hell's going on here. And then did you see the uh, the the um, chancellor of the school? He got up yeah. and he said, <laughs> if y'all don't stop, this is going to be over. Right. You're gonna mail, I'm going to mail you your well, I, Yeah, <laughs> you, I'll mail you your diploma. Listen, I don't care. At the end of the day, I'm still getting my diploma. No matter how I get it, right. I get it. But if you're going to stand up and tell me that, on my last day, and there's nothing you can do for to right. me. I'm standing the fuck up. I'm sorry. It was the best thing I saw on the internet that day. Yeah, they all stood up, they booed, and good for them, man. Yeah. You know, good for them to understand who this woman is and where she comes from, and just the weirdness of her being at an all-black school, being this rich white woman from Michigan, and this total, this silver-spooned life, this completely oblivious to whatever everyone else goes through. Right. To to uh. to explain or to try to give in a commencement speech, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, that's Jeez, like me man. taking a fried chicken truck to a Klan rally. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do that for? <laughs> Why would doesn't I do make that? sense? No, it's, just, it's weird. It's just it's so bizarre. It's it's it, it is the bizarro world, man. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> It is the bizarro world. Uh, I but, bet they'd stop for a second, though, and be like, That does smell, smell good, chicken. though. <laughs> <laughs> that does smell good. Uh, have at least with cyanide. <laughs> There's so much more we can get into it down this, this uh, alley here, but we'll try to hold back a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I was preparing for a little, uh, we can play drug code when we come back. We can play some porno music or not when we come back. <laughs> You guys decide. Um, I'll play some right. reggae music. The uh, band is called Idle Vibes. The tune is called One Me Trust. It's right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. I love that music, man. It's 414. 
long. <laughs> I looked at the time of the length of the song, and I was like, "That's not that's the time right now. That's not the time right now." Yeah, <laughs> it's three forty-eight. That's the time right now. Oh as, you, <laughs> as you go global with gas, it's close, man. I look, it's close. That's like a half an hour difference. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how that would happen. All right, so well, you know, that's what happens when you play music like that. <laughs> Let's go. We got like about ten minutes before we get to our top of the hour show, which will be aliens <laughs> with gas. Man, yeah, um, lots going on in the alien world, by the way. And we're not going to get into the, too much of the drama, but uh, right, there's some crap going on over there. A little so. bit of drama. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but uh, you know, can't we all just get along? We t- we take a different Seriously. road. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we take a different road on this program here. So different perspective in the world of aliens and and giants. Giants. Yes, I spill the beans. That's for me to triangles. <laughs> Um, are you are you guys ready to play a little porno music or not? I'm down. All right. I'm ready. And now the musical game where you decide if it's <laughs> porn or not. That's not music to my ears. A <laughs> dollar if you know who that is. <laughs> Mr. Spacely? No, it's not Mr. Spacely. No, it was. Twiggy. Twiggy. Yes. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> porno music or not. So, what this is, this is all about. It's about music that you hear on television, basically. Okay. So, the music you are going to hear is either from a, a legit porno movie. And when I say porno, I'm talking Skinamax, softcore, okay. B style movies, you okay. know. Not the hardcore brown bag <laughs> and they mail video, you know, that you get. But <laughs> I'm talking about just, just the softcore bees that are on, you know, either Skinamax or on Showtime. I think they have them as well. Maybe even the movie channel might even get a little risque <laughs> once in a while. Is Cinemax, yeah. is Cinemax after dark still on? I, you know what? I have an antenna for my TV, okay. <laughs> so you're asking the wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> but I do hear a lot of commercials on TV that sound like porno music. So I'll, get, I'll tell you what. We'll do a quick uh, sample for one for you guys. You okay. tell me, is this porn or is it not? Okay. I'm going to go no. You're going no? What's going on? Why no? I'm going. Go. I don't think so. I think it's like some weird like 1980s freaking weird <laughs> fantasy film or something. Okay, a fantasy film is what you're going with? What about yeah. you? That's the exact reason why I think it's porn. Because <laughs> it sounds like it's got the 1980s type synthesizer type thing going right. on. And that, that just Friday night, Cinemax <laughs> after dark. That's what that sounds like. You're feeling this right here? Yeah. You like shut the door. <laughs> put the candle lights on. And candle lights. All right. Now, is it porn or is it not? It is not porno oh. music. It is not. It is actually What's music from? from a commercial for Calvin Klein and the Calvin Klein collection. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So maybe it's a commercial. the music producer did porn. That what's that? Maybe the music producer, the guy that produced that, maybe he was a porn producer. Well, you know, I thought it was porn. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of that kind of going on in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's a lot of like. I mean, I played one that was a McDonald's commercial. Are you kidding me? I'm like, it sounded like a porno. I'm like, I'm not kidding. Um, all right, here we go. Is this porn or, or is it not? I guess yes on this one. 
What do you think's going on here, Heidi? <laughs> um, what's the scene? I'm not sure on like <laughs> the exact details of what's happening, but All right. I'm pretty sure feeling it? there's something going on there. <laughs> All right. J. Lewis. This sounds too much like a cheesy detective show, so I'll say no. You're going no. Split again, you guys are. Is it porn or is it not? It is porno music. Oh, dude. <laughs> I do not know how I got so good at this game all of a sudden. I have always been so bad at this game. I guess that just proves the point. Jay Lewis does not watch porn. <laughs> there. Jay are, you, Lewis are you over two? Yes, I am. And Heidi, you're two and oh? I think so. Is that yes. what just happened? Are you yes. perfect right now? All right, yeah. here we go. Oh, that's, by the way, from uh, Dangerous Passions. It's a couple in bed right now. Here we go. It says <laughs> porn or is it not? <laughs> I'm going to say no, and I swear to God, I'm right. <laughs> I was going to say no as well. You go, you're both going no on this one? Yep. All right, is it porn or is it not? It is porno music. What? With the little Disney pixie sound in there? Well, it's from a movie called Spider Babe. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Is this porn or is it not? Is that Bon Jovi? <laughs> I guarantee the music you're listening to is either a porno or from something else on TV, like commercial music or a TV show sound. I'm going to go yes. you going yes, it is porn. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, I'm a smart man. I'm going with Heidi. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> you're going yes, too. What are you feeling here on the scene? A pool scene. This is a pool scene <laughs> at a Miami... Mansion, with <laughs> a skinny blonde hair chick wearing a piece of dental floss. <laughs> and She's just getting out of the pool, maybe. An old dude <laughs> from New York that smells like pepperoni. How <laughs> <laughs> do you want to throw in any I of mean, this I one? I was gonna say it was like Western themed, like maybe like you know some desert shots. <laughs> <laughs> Is it porno or not? It is not porno oh. music. Are you ready for what it is? Yes. I'm afraid. Yeah, you might want to sit down for this one. It's from the TV show called To Catch a Predator. If you don't know that show, that's a show where Chris Hansen catches predators. This is the music for that show. Like, I mean, I kind of described a predator, so I was half right. <laughs> <laughs> Like a bad person or like an animal predator? No, a person. They would they would get houses in different neighborhoods, and they would say that they were thirteen year old girls, uh, right? And they would lure them boys, in, and they would lure the men in. Dude. And when they came in the house, which was kind of silly to me, because every time the guy came to the door, the chick was at the door, "Come on in," and she goes in first. Right. right. Something that something should at some point should have told you. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's why they're so stupid because they're so, they're just so uh, one one thought minded, you know. Yeah. That uh, that they don't care. It's not nothing. They don't see those signs, you know. But I like is, the thankfully ones, they don't. I like the ones that walked in and when they got caught, I knew that's what this was. I knew this. I, I knew. I knew this was what was going to happen. Then why are you? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. You showed up anyway. They're so though, right? curious. And they wanted to it. Yeah. I can't control my horny level. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> All right. I think we have some aliens to talk about here. <laughs> let's so let's, to it. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. We'll take a break. I say this uh, part of the show is going to be changed a little bit when we come back. As <laughs> yeah, going global with gas, man. We'll take a break and we'll come back with some aliens with gas. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Figured this out. So don't go anywhere. We'll talk. And uh, oh, speaking about, by the way, real quick. You know, when you have a porno movie, like on DV, on, let's say like you own a porno movie, when you own a porno movie, like a DVD porno movie, and you lose it, it's pretty much gone, you know? You're not asking your friends if you've seen their porn, if you've seen it. <laughs> Okay, I can see that. <laughs> have you seen my porn? No, it's gone. Let it go, dude. <laughs> Basically. You just, that's it. It's over. <laughs> that's the easiest thing to steal from the homie's house. Right, <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And only how, how that came to mind is because I stole my dad's porno. I stole my mom's. You stole your mom's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stole well, my mom's. I took it to high school. I left it in my locker. And one day they did like the, the you know, they do the locker checks. Yeah. And I came to school one day and my locker was clean. The video was gone, and I never heard anything about it. <laughs> nobody, I swear. I really? Swear, I never heard anything about it. It was out of the, vo- out of the locker room, but yeah. nobody said, Whoever wow. took it, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, too. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, mine was called uh, this, uh, Sex Boat. <laughs> and I was probably around 12 or 13. And all the neighborhood kids were at my house. We were high, and we were watching Sex Boat. Mm. And I remember it was like... <laughs> <laughs> a friend's like was blown away with this movie he's like he couldn't believe what he was watching he was like <laughs> very first day like, I can't believe what I'm watching mine had two videos <laughs> on there one of them was the the first movie was The Green Door okay Marilyn Chambers yeah and <laughs> I'm a I'm a journalist and a radio person I should know this just by default and the second one was just like a random content scene where I swear this is what was on the scene. What this is what the scene was. It was two white dudes that had hoods on, white the white yeah, hoods yeah. on, and they tag teamed a black chick. Oh my god! And I, that was my yeah, yeah. Eighth grade, I saw that. <laughs> Eighth grade, I saw that. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll end the show on that note here. So we'll come back with some aliens. Hang tight with us here at VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel and uh, going global with gas. We have to get on, we have to get on, we have so much time and so little to do. Strike that. Reverse it. The last time I caught an order like that was 11 years ago. From the beginning of recorded time, men have been seeing unexplainable things in the sky. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, it'll boogie-woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Now, 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 now. Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? I can hear my hair growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out. 
man. It was an old Russian air base that we were using. It's basically built in a bowl in the mountains where you have to stay high right up in the last minute and then you basically come screaming back down to land. The area to the side of it was called the Valley of Death because during uh, the Soviet days with the Mujahideen, they had fired their rockets into a lot of the uh, helicopters so you could see all kinds of uh, wrecks and stuff in the valley below, which for the most part I didn't pay attention to because I was a little busy getting the airplane on the ground safely. Uh, we landed and uh, basically was told to taxi to the very end of the tarmac. And, and like I said, it was middle of the day, very hot. I remember that. We opened the doors and unloaded the equipment that we had brought in. Uh, and then we were met at the aircraft by uh, what we later on called the babysitters. But uh, they kind of introduced themselves and said, hey, no cameras. Uh, nobody's taking pictures here. We're uh, moving some high value stuff. Uh, when the load got there, we're very, of course, uh, curious to see what it was because that's just the way you are when you're told that you're not allowed to have uh, a camera. Uh, they say this thing had been dead for maybe a day or two, uh, but it stunk. And when I say stunk, I've smelled dead things before, but this had a more of a, I want to say a musky stink, kind of a, not really a decay decay, but more of a, if somebody hadn't taken a shower in like 10 years type of a musty, uh, musky stink is all I can tell you. And it was basically a dead guy. And this guy was extremely large. And when I say large, uh, our pallets are basically, if I remember correctly, about 9 by 12 feet or so. This guy was laying in a fetal position on the pallet. Uh, so he and he filled the pallet. Uh, we estimated his size at approximately 12 to 10 feet tall. Aliens with gas, man. Yeah, right. Whoa, dude! I'm just like in shock from that right now. That's what I'm saying. That's from the Unholy Sea. It's a documentary, and it's uh, supposedly an army um, personnel telling a story of catching a giant. How long ago? Um, I think that was probably less than 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, because Afghanistan, so probably a little bit more than that, yeah. maybe. I didn't catch the, the year that he was talking about, but yeah. Ugh. Craziness. That's crazy, man. Right, and... Where did they say, or they don't know where it came from, it just well, came in? That, okay, so this clip is a little longer than just what we just heard, so we're going to play a few more of the bites from him and explaining what they caught as far as a giant goes in the mountains of Afghanistan. Aye, aye, aye. Right, and so we're going to go down that rabbit hole tonight Ooh. on the show. The Extraterrestrial awesome. Rock Show has begun here live on the radio Saturdays at 4 p.m. on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel and also on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and 93.9 FM in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock. And then you can catch the podcast version on where, where Heidi? All over the place. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio. Google Play Music. Google Play. Yeah, Blueberry, which is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. So plenty of ways to listen because, you know, not everybody's on SoundCloud. Not everybody's on iTunes. And right. Not, you know, so you got you to gotta spread yourself out. And our special guest today is actor Jay Lewis. And he's been hanging out with us uh, already for the previous show, but... And now we are in with some aliens. Are you are you ready? I'm ready. I want to hear more about this story. Yeah, well, what's your thoughts already about this? Um, my thoughts are I wouldn't I would I definitely wouldn't say it didn't happen, but at the same time, you know, it it, it okay, maybe not 10 to 12 feet, but you know, there are people walking around the planet that are in the mid 7s, high 8 or mid-sevens, at least eight feet. Right. So could it have been somebody that just lived out there? Sure. C 
could it have been an alien? I'm not going to say it couldn't have been. So I, that's why I want to hear more. I have a complete open mind on this one. Or could it have been a, a species that originated from this planet and had to hide because humans? <laughs> you know, right for this for this long though. Well, they supposedly they are currently alive and they are all over, all over the planet uh-huh. in mountainous ranges. There's even talk of having one up here in the Grand Canyon. And I was watching a video about um, the the uh, about that as well. And it's just you know, just amazing. Yeah. The, the thought of that because each culture has their own version of giants right <laughs> yes yeah, yeah etched on yeah. walls right. and everything right yeah. so I mean how do you explain that yeah. <laughs> you, you know it's it, it goes again I, th- I, don't, I don't think you know as far as human beings being I don't think we're naturally from this planet I don't think we are and I'm, you know that's something I'm just you know going on what I've learn what I've seen so far and, and just don't feel like we are. I mean, I don't know. Is that a crazy thing to see or to say? Or what do you think, Jay? Are you, are you in that kind of boat as well? Or I have, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I have an open mind about most anything. Right. You know, I want to hear the pros and cons of, of every topic and make my own decision. So do I think that there is a such thing as an alien life force? I really honestly think I would be rather ignorant if I thought in such a vast universe we are the only living creatures. You know, so right. do I th- do I think we as humans came from another planet? That I don't I I don't know. And um the the reason I say it like that is only just because, you know, I have been on this planet as long as I've been on this planet, and I've never really heard of anything, you know, definite. And I think if, if, there, if, if, if the truth was there that people are saying is there, it's something more substantial would have happened so far, you know? Right. So, um, but... And I, I, I guess this does sound a little contradictory, but even with me having that thought pattern, I still can keep an open mind. There's always room for me to change my mind. Well, that's what we're, we're all about is the keeping it, keeping that option open. Yeah. Because right. you can't shut it down until you actually see proof that it doesn't exist. Exactly. So, you know, you do, like Heidi said, she believes in unicorns, you know. I do. But in a sense, it's like, you know, we don't have any. Uh, I believe in unicorns. <laughs> so, I mean, that's fine because, you know, show me proof that they don't exist. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's, it's on that line of even just the aliens as well. So, until you prove me they don't, don't tell me they do. Or, yeah. or d- 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 excuse me, when they, you know, it, until you can prove to me they don't exist, don't tell me they don't. Yeah, exactly. So exactly, and that's that. That is honestly how I am. You know, I won't. It, it's kind of a, that, that's the. I I kind of have the same way about when people ask me, "Do I believe in ghosts?" Uh, my answer is always, "I will never confirm or deny that verbally, because if there is a such thing as ghosts, and I say no, I don't believe in ghosts." I don't want any middle of the night <laughs> visitors saying you don't believe in us. Right? Have you but ever seen again, anything? Yes, I have. Yes. 
There well, was there was there was one that I did see. So well, let's hold let's hold that story and then okay, can we do that. Yeah, sure. All right, so we'll let's do it. We'll hear a story from, from Jay Lewis, a ghost story. Yes. Actor, by the way, Jay Lewis, and uh, and that's that's L O U I S, by the way. Yes. So just the letter J and L O U I S. If you want to Google him right now as we're talking to him and figure uh, what he was what he's been in as far as acting and Jay Lewis Mills. There you go, and Heidi Gad as well. Myself. Yeah, you don't have to Google me though. Kevin Gassman <laughs> is me, and I got uh, some songs. I, I I looked up Rapture from Blondie, of course. You know we haven't played that right. one yet. So no, we haven't. I, I was looking up. Any covers? Did anybody do any covers for that song? Oh. Sure enough, yes, there are. So yeah. I found two covers of Rapture, one by a band called Dub Pistols. And it's, <laughs> a, it's a cool version. I really dig it. A male singer. Cool. And then the other one is by Alicia Keys. Whoa. Wow. And I believe that's from Sex and the City. The movie. Yeah. I think, okay. or the second one, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Whether, I don't, but I think I remember seeing the video and it had that picture of the Sex and the City. Okay. So which one? You want Alicia Keys or you I'm want Duck Pistols? I'm going to let Jay Lewis pick. He's the guest. You know. We can play them both. <laughs> well, if, if we can play we them can both. S- we'll sample one of them. How about that? We'll play one and we'll sample the other. Okay. I was going to pick the, who would you say? Dub, Dub Pistols? Dub Pistols. You want pi- yeah. I was going to pick them just because they're less known. Right. Get somebody out there that's not as well known. Yeah. You fit right at home right here, Jay. I'm just telling <laughs> you right now. That's why he's my friend, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, this one's featuring, <laughs> this one here is featuring Terry Hall. Does that name sound familiar to you? Uh, no. Terry, it? Yeah, Terry Hall has been around for quite some time. He was... Oh, uh, great. Now I sound like a... Fun Boy <laughs> 3. Remember that band? Fun Boy 3 from the 80s? No. Remember oh, yeah. Band? You know, I, they, I listen to them all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> they did a really cool version of the, the, of the, go, of the Go-Go's uh, Lips Are Sealed. Oh. Our Lips Are Sealed. Really cool, really chill, real mellow. Um, he kind of hung around in that era of music, but uh, he's yeah. featuring in this one. So I'm just All saying, right. if it's a okay. small band like that, because we don't know them, yeah. connecting with the big name, and, or at least a, yeah, that's you know, awesome. a connected person in the music industry. Yeah. All, co- all contacts are important. It's true. <laughs> Let's play Rapture. Good to stay friends. Terry Hall. Dub Pistols are, is the band, and it's right here on the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Aliens. With gas. Man. I dig that one. Dub Pistols and Rapture featuring Terry Hall. Yeah, good call there, Jay Lewis. Thank you, sir. It's a good one. Yeah, we're not going to go through the Alicia Keys one. You can probably imagine what that sounds like and, you know, do that on your own time. But it's you, probably really <laughs> easy to find on the internet. Right. So a couple versions of uh, Blondie's Rapture and uh, Dub Pistols is the one we chose. Uh, and I got a few other cool songs we're going to play. So if you have any requests for music on the program, you can contact us on our email, which is very easy. Radio. At gmail.com. Yeah, so just hit us up and let us know what we should play. Always getting suggestions. And, and Jay Lewis, I'm telling you, it's like this, the rabbit hole of music and bands that play songs about aliens. It's just, it keeps going. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's in all genres, too, which is crazy. I can imagine. I mean, it's a, it's a very hot topic. You know, it's, it's definitely something to talk about. I think music is a form of expression, so it's just, in my opinion, it's just a musician or a band's way of telling their story, of ex- expressing how they feel about the whole alien movement. Right, so, right. You and, know. you know, this music goes back, we played an Ella Fitzgerald song from 1951, mm-hmm. and we've played country music from 1951, <laughs> you know, from the same right. era. Uh, just, it's interesting, because back then it was real popular, remember? It was more in pop culture, it was everywhere, the whole 50s was a sci-fi boom, Yeah, and then even yeah. kind of went through the, the mid-60s uh, and the 70s, and then, I mean, it's always been a sci-fi boom regardless, but right. as far as it being... 
maybe in the news. Right. It stopped being in the like news. in the forefront of people's minds. Right. It was Do more you think that Orson Welles' War of the Worlds is what really started it all? No. Uh, well, what, what was that? 19th, that was in the 30s, right? Yeah. Yes. So. I mean, they have sightings that go back all the way, like, I mean, there's all these Wild West time sightings and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, okay. But you're talking um, about like bringing it out in the open in or something like that. Open, Maybe yeah. that's that's a good question. It I think sparked people's curiosity. Sure, like, sure. I mean, yeah. to have that kind of uh, story break out about aliens and yeah, because then back then it was just radio. So I mean, just just imagine if you were living in such a quote unquote innocent time as that, and then all of a sudden it sounds like a real radio program is being interrupted because you're being told that aliens are coming down back right. in the 1930s you know people probably kissed a baby after that one right. <laughs> you know they thought that they were really done for so to me i would I, I personally think and my knowledge is not that vast but i think that that was kind of like the start of it because there's always going to be a residual effect and i think with it being radio and being that that um, that early in American time, so to speak, as far as radio is concerned, you know, people grew up with that. That's what people remembered when they were kids. So anything that happened after that, right. you're going to automatically go back to what you heard right. on, on this. And again, they couldn't Google anything back then. So <laughs> to me, it seems like you're stuck with what you got. That would be the start. Yeah. Right. 1938, October 30th, Halloween Eve. It was a Sunday night. The broadcast aired, and then. I don't know if, as far as in the media leading up to Roswell, how much was talked about, but mm -hmm. then, you know, Roswell was, you know, nine years later. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I think people just started getting more curious after that. And with both of those being so close back to back, too, even if you want to say nine years isn't a long time. Right. Okay, for something to happen like War of the Worlds and then something to happen like Roswell. That's not that far after. Right. Not, you know, <laughs> right. It's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Now it seems like stuff is starting to happen now. Right. You know, so I could definitely so, see. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now this is something where you think now that it's it was out in the open, more the, of the public are aware of UFOs, flying saucers, aliens. Do you think and uh, no, just go with me on this one. <laughs> but do you think like the now that everyone has that thought pattern, it's in their brains, they thinking about it, that that brings it more out to the open? You know, because sure, I'm sure it helps. So, yeah. You sure it helps. Yeah, because we're yeah. we're resonating that thought and that gets out into the Ethernet and is that the, the collective ether? consciousness? Yeah, you know, bounced out there, so everyone will pick up on it subconsciously, and all of a sudden, you know, it's producing itself in front of our eyes now. I think if you get yourself into any situation that you know is familiar in any way to something that happened in the past, it's going to automatically bring you back. Or make you remember what happened, you know, in the past. Like, take for instance, if you get into a car accident, a bad car accident, for the rest of your life, whenever you hear tires screech, hmm. you're gonna, you're, right. you know, you're it's gonna true. jump. Right. You know, so there, there is. Uh, I think there is somewhat of a residual effect. What you don't know can't hurt you. If you never hear anything, if you don't know anything, what's there? You know. Right. Hmm. It's true. All right, that's Jay Lewis. He's hanging out with us, actor and actor, J. Lewis, actor. My name's Kevin Gaspin. That's Heidi Gad right there. <laughs> so I want to play another clip from that. 
witness is that all right yeah the giants yeah so this sounds cool yeah this was from the unholy sea it's a documentary and that's what uh, mandel was talking about right. that day he was last here week. Just, was that last week it already? Was last oh week. my gosh i know it's, it's i feel the same way strange it, day so this is uh, begin, i don't know the clip that i saw was on youtube so you can find it yourself i'm sure the movie itself i just don't want to pay 25 dollars for it so oh. <laughs> sorry so i just got the clip of the uh, mandel we're gonna come over and watch <laughs> That movie. <laughs> right, exactly. So, if you uh, want to check it out, I know it's on Amazon, and but you got to pay for it again. And otherwise, uh, this is the clip from the documentary that I saw online. Now, this is the uh, unnamed soldier. This is the unnamed soldier talking about the giant they captured in Afghanistan. I did see a skin color. I was expecting somebody of more Arabic descent, uh, being in Afghanistan at all. I know he was dead, but he was very pale, very white. Another thing that us and the rest of the crew did was we took our feet. We, he was in a fetal position, so you could take your feet and put it kind of, you could see where his feet were there, and they were they were wrapped up. He did not have shoes on, but he had like, a, looked like he was wrapping them in some kind of a canvas type stuff. But we were sticking our feet up next to his feet, and his feet were extremely big. We know that the, the standard weight on one of those pallets is uh, about 1,500 pounds, and I do remember that the loadmaster did the weights, and it was around 1,100-pound guy. Wow. <laughs> All right. 1,100 pounds. Like, seriously, think about right. that. That's just him being, that's, I don't think he was a fat, I don't think there's fat giants, you think? Yeah. I don't think that's, that, that's definitely an oxymoron. Right. <laughs> well, I know I've heard stories of people saying they see, like, giants way deep down in like cavernous you know well that's they live in the mountains right they live in the caves in the mountains because they're they can't be seen but this gets more bizarre this conversation maybe was it covered or so was it maybe it's naked sasquatch maybe there's like a whole generation (laughs) or not generation species like subspecies like it's split right hairy sasquatch (laughs) non-hairy sasquatch and that's the giant. And that's the giant. Because they didn't have hair, right? That's what the guy said. He could see skin. Well, he just they said that his skin was this pale white. Okay, that, that brings about a question then. If they found this in the mountains of Afghanistan, that would only tell me that whatever this thing was, it had to have stayed deep in the dark. Right. Because if it, it, there's no way, it, I don't care if it's human or not, there's no way it's not going to come out into the sun and get and not get any, any level of pigmentation. Right. Um, right. So then my next question would be, then if, if that's the case, how did you come about it? How did you, how did you find it? Right. Because if it doesn't come out into the open, because of sunlight, and I guess you can tell that because it is completely pale. How did you get it? How did how did you how did it get into your hands? Where did you get it from? Well, it's in the caves of of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and we have soldiers crawling over all over those caves looking for Bin Laden back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe they found something, and here's a description of that. Here's part three of the okay. description of the catching the giant. This guy, I mean, laying down was very, very wide. I mean, and he was, like I said, he's in a fetal position, and you go up and just, you hit it, and of course he's under a tarp and all that, I understand that, but he was one dense, he was a dense guy. Uh, We questioned the babysitters of, hey, where'd you get this guy? And uh, some of the army guys there with him uh, relayed to us that uh, this guy had, I guess, been living up in the mountains uh, next to a village where the villagers basically treated him 
like a god. I did infer that they were uh, making sacrifices to this guy because they said he was, they found bones of people. The giant supposedly, like I said, I was not there, supposedly killed the first team that they came across. He was extremely big and fast and agile for a guy that size. They sent up another team and when the second team went in there to get him, supposedly he had already started to basically eat on the team that, uh, that had been killed the first time. They then grabbed a helicopter and the helicopter brought him down where we picked him up. Dude. <laughs> WTF. Cannibalistic. Dude. Giants. That's so ill. Right. I want to know who the uh, who the military men were that he the babysitters killed. No, the ones that he apparently killed. Yeah, well, a, another, so he ate some of them. Well, you just said the the group that was up there. He killed the group. So another group came up after that looking for that group. And, and these are American soldiers, right? Okay. So somewhere in America, there are family members who were told or believe that their family member was killed by an extraterrestrial giant. I would say they were told that they're they were killed in, in just one act of duty. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't think they're going to say anything about how it happened. Okay. I would. I would. N- I, I don't would think not, they do that. Right. I would not unless you can put the two and two together, and that family happens to see this documentary. And you know, wait, I we don't. It was suspicious. Our son died in, in a weird way. We don't. We weren't sure. You know. I mean. Maybe they have holes in the story. I don't know. I mean, okay. I mean, I don't know. We'd have to yeah. find out. I mean, but how do you? That's a, l- a lot of research to go down that rabbit hole. I hope this doesn't change the tone of the show, but I would like to pose a question to both of you. What would you do if that was your family member and you see something like this? Would would anything ever make you say, "Hmm, my brother's not here anymore. He was in Afghanistan. I remember him saying." When I talked to him, that he was maybe he wouldn't say what area he was in. Right. But is there anything about this? If you if you found out when it was, it, would this in any way strike you as saying wanting to know more? Absolutely, I think you'd want yeah. to know because okay. you'd be interested in like, wait, you know, go to the For army. Sure. It's like, what kind of battles are we fighting over there? <laughs> What's the, what is our deal? So right. what I what I saw was you know about uh, someone talking about the giants are. Coming back, they're here. They hate humans. They, you know, they, well, they yeah. deplore us. And well, I think it would depend on how the government handled explaining to you what happened. Like, yeah. too, if they were like, you know, weird. But at the same time, like, they're going to have this down good because I'm sure there's more more times than not, even if it doesn't have to do with extraterrestrials, that you know they're not disclosing all the information to the families of right. what actually happen what do you think that tribe sacrifices i mean do you think what what i mean look th- could this be tied into this is a weird like a little uh, you know, try to tie it into all the missing people in the world right you I mean could, could we be feeding these giants as a payoff for them not to kill all of us <laughs> you know right? i mean it's it's I, I again i'm one of those people i don't put anything past, right right i don't so you, put anything you throw past, it out so. there and see what sticks man you know yeah. i mean just see so something else to ponder yeah dude <laughs> but then again I, I i can say you know some of the customs of third world or far off countries some of the customs that some of these countries have we as western world people think are crazy right you know think are just the craziest thing just like you know i i know some people um that are not from 
North America that think it's just the craziest thing that people wear perfume. Right. You know, that that men wear cologne. Right. I know it's, I, I don't want to say who it is, but I know <laughs> certain people that, that, you know, say we smell worse because we wear cologne. We wear perfume. Right. So the point that I'm making is it's, it's kind of hard to say if these sacrifices are done for giants or what have you because there's so many different reasons and religious reasons and you know family reasons that something or someone can be sacrificed is it something that we believe in absolutely not but if we were raised that same way we would believe in it right yeah Yeah. i mean let's take any culture in the jungles of uh south america or you I know, just how they operate mm. we I would do the same if we lived in that right environment i yeah. just hope i never come across like some weird like i'm out hiking and there's some like weird clan of people we're worshiping this giant and then you know, <laughs> they're dragging me off and we i'm need like you. no i can't tell anybody i was gonna just think i got abducted we need you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a pretty bizarre uh, theory uh, but here's uh, the last part of the of the uh conversation from the soldier talking about the giant and, and where it ended up after we loaded the giant it was just a standard uh standard mission back we took him all the way back to uh aludin qatar where he was transloaded onto a another airplane i believe it was a c-17 uh, i was done with my mission then i got away from it i was done i did ask some questions later of you know where it might have gone and as the grapevine goes it was probably taken back to the united states and the words i heard were right pat but again i don't know that's Wright Patterson, by the way. Right. In yeah. Ohio, which mm. I was told, or at least I read, is basically the hub of where everything goes as far as extraterrestrial right. weird stuff. It's not really Area 51. Phenomenons. And my question would be, why would it be necessary to fly it all the way from Afghanistan to the United States? There was no laboratory or facility oh, between Afghanistan and no, the U.S. No, it's got to be here, man. It's got. We have to have control of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They want to put it down there in that vault. Right, next to the ark. <laughs> yeah. Next to the ark. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that I big warehouse. Yeah, if I could astrally project or like remote view right. or whatever, I would totally be like, let's go see what's happening. You know, it's funny you said that too because I was wondering when you astral project or your remote view, uh, do you see other remote viewers? You're like, hey, what's up? You're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I always wonder, like, <laughs> if you're naked or if, like, do you have your clothes on that you had on? Maybe or? you're just a head. <laughs> 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 just a head floating. Like <laughs> <laughs> the That's why the, the orbs. Great. That's what orbs are. <laughs> the orbs are remote <laughs> viewers. <laughs> like the great and powerful Oz. <laughs> Just figured right. it out. Yeah, just figured it out. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the orbs. All right. So I got a really cool tune from the Deftones called The Hole in the Earth. And uh, <laughs> this one is from their 2006 <laughs> album, Saturday Night Wrist. We'll be back after this. It's... Aliens. With gas. Man. Dude, he's farting fire. It's the alien anal probe. Aliens. With gas. <laughs> That's Nazareth. The Flight Tonight is the tune from 1973's Loud and Proud. If you're listening to the words, you'd figure out why it belongs right here on the show. (laughs) The extraterrestrial rock show, that is, playing music as well as talking about just the odd things that go on around us. Yeah. We are odd people, so 
We yeah. fit perfectly. <laughs> Did you see that Bermuda Triangle thing, man? I saw something about a ship appeared, something like yeah, that. Yeah, dude, like after like 90 years it's been gone. Right. I did see that story. In fact, I have Holy it up right God. here. That's funny you have that up because people don't li- listen. <laughs> people don't know <laughs> listening. I should tell you that uh, Heidi and I do not prepare for the show. We no, I'm, don't. I'm, I'm just kidding. We do prepare. A little bit, but we, but we don't have like a script or. Right. So as far as like the stories to bring to the show, right. we, we each bring our own and we brought this one each, which yeah. is interesting. So yeah, uh, the SS Cotopaxi. Is that what it's called? You got me, dude. I think that's Russian. Is that Russian? (laughs) December 1925 is when it vanished in the Bermuda Triangle. It left off the coast of the uh, the States and uh, disappeared. Yeah, just gone. Right, and then it showed up. That's what's so creepy, man. It's all rusty and stuff. And right. So wh- is that something from the ground? You think it just got loose from the ground and popped up and boom? Or I don't know, man. Can a boat pop back up again? Where was it? What was anything on it? Was anything found on it? I don't know if there it? was anything on it. But I don't think a boat could just resurface after sinking. Like, there's water in it. Like, if it sunk in the first place, it's because maybe, well, there's numerous reasons. So if it didn't have a rupture in the hull, then... I guess, in theory, some giant amount of gas could push it up and drain it out, but that seems far-fetched. It left the coast of South Carolina. 32 men were on board. It was carrying a cargo of 2,340 tons of coal. Hmm. Was the coal still on there? Did it say... I can't remember what the article said. Uh, I don't know if there's anything about it, if there was any coal on it, uh, but uh, obviously it was empty and as far as people go so the whole ship was rusty oh yeah the, this is the photo of it too I don't know if yeah. that's the correct photo I mean I would I would hope it is okay um, so then I, the question would be if it wasn't submerged how did it get rusty and if it was submerged how did it reemerge? Right. right so either way there's a you know there's a something weird happening here twilight zone type question right. that has to be answered so, wouldn't a radar at some point pick that up like no matter where it was floating around out there. I mean, this is no like small passenger ship. This is like a huge like freight barge, big barge man. Maybe it was submerged and it emerged soon before somebody saw it. Right. I wouldn't. But I how would, long could a boat float like that in the open sea and not be seen? It can't be for ninety years in the Bermuda Triangle in that area, right? <laughs> So, yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, it just popped up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden it's this old thinking, you know. So is that something maybe where you have this parallel universe where if you're in this Bermuda Triangle and here you are this boat, and maybe the boat never moved anywhere, and then it's just that time frame it took from the Bermuda Triangle yeah, time dude, warp. like some time travel. Right, that everything on the boat just was sitting on the ocean the whole time. We weren't able to see it because it was in a different time frame. Right. And then all of a sudden it popped up. And then because it's been so long, it's obviously Dude. deteriorated. Am I making sense? I it's hope so I have weird. Well, it's perplexing, you know, right. like. I think the one thing that unfortunately kind of helps bring skepticism into situations like this <laughs> is the whole. I saw a, a um, Bigfoot up in the northwest like back in the 70s you you remember when they those people said that they saw bigfoot and they had all those videos about it and it was and they actually i I think not too long ago some cat said that it was him he either got paid a thousand dollars to do it 
or the suit cost $1,000. Somewhere there was $1,000 in that whole thing. Well, and that whole video got debunked. And it also got refreshed and, and re-evaluated again as a legit video. It did. It did. Um, okay. We Lloyd Pye is that video that I talk about. It keeps popping up, and it's about the evolution of man. Yeah. And it's a very interesting video. You need to watch it. It's two hours, but it'll go by really fast. And he debunks that debunking of that video because he says it's a female Bigfoot. You can see the breasts. You can see the way it's walking and, and whatever. And there's just a lot of definition of what he's telling you. It makes a lot of sense that this is legit. No way it could be a costume. Okay. I, mean, I am definitely going to find that. Yeah, you I, I want to watch. You it. do need to watch this video. Watch it, yeah. um, it's what you don't know. I think is that what it's called. I feel like. Yeah, it, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. But uh, just popping up off the top of my head on that one. Um, we got to get a Lloyd Pie expert in here. Okay. Anyone? The um, I mean, it kind of you know, back in the day, remember in search of. Yes. Right. All right. So yeah. in search of, obviously, you know, I talked about all these things. You know, it was about Bigfoot. It was about yeah. the Loch Ness monster. It was yeah. about you know what, what we're talking about here. Yeah. So. You know, that was one of those things you clumped into that group, you know, yeah. was the Bigfoot. And now it's becoming a little bit more, I mean, I don't know if it's becoming more legit, and, but I think more proof is coming out that they exist. Yeah. I mean, they're people just like are the citing them. Well, wouldn't they just be just like the giants, you know? It, it just, they're here. They're uh, natives of this planet. Right. You know, are we natives of this planet? We don't know. Right. I mean, who can say? Jay Lewis, what do you think, man? Do you think we we are natives of this planet? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, do you? Yes, I think I think we're natives of this planet. If if we weren't, then my question would be, how did we how did we get here? Right. You know. Well, uh, researchers, uh, according to the story I saw online from Earth, we are one. Mm -hmm. They are saying that some scientists are saying that we are not from this planet. And we were uh, put here, maybe from Mars. Someone says there is a mineral found on Mars that, are, that they say uh, might have uh, created life here. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they're saying that the uh, scientists claim that human life may have first originated on Mars. The mineral is found in Martian meteorites and is thought to be essential to, gen to the genesis of life. Hmm. He's an American ecologist, Dr. El Ellis Silver. He's on this. He he wrote a book. He uses uh, strict human uh, physiology to argue his points about the silver as an environmentalist, and he is now working with the effort to clean plastic debris in the ocean. He says the Earth approximately meets our needs as a species, but perhaps not as strongly as whoever brought us here initially thought. Hmm. Mankind is supposedly the most highly developed species on the planet, yet is surprisingly unsuited and ill-equipped for Earth's environment, harmed by sunlight a strong dislike for naturally occurring foods, ridiculously high rates of chronic disease, and more. I mean, I, I, I personally think a lot of that can be attributed to lifestyle, though. Lifestyle, I, I, I agree a little bit of that. He says, no other, no other truly native species on this planet has this problem. He says there's an extra 223 genes in the human body, which are not found in any other species, Plus, there's a lack of a missing link. Right. He's this, we're just different. We're just different than anything else on this planet. Yeah. Our, our genes, our DNA proves it. Mm -hmm. And no one has, ex has an explanation for it. So are we from Mars? Is that where we're from? Did we uh, and had to find a new place to live? And this is the place, you know, it's 
it's it'll do enough, you know. I mean, so do you think that if we're not from here, do you think that we're trying to find life on all these other planets and we're doing all of this um, space research that we're doing? Do you think that it's it's something that's innately bred in us that we don't understand we're trying to get back home back home right if this yeah. isn't our home do you think that in a in a subconscious type way we're trying to get back home well there's a lot of people feel like they're not you know uh from here a lot of people have a feeling that they are from somewhere else or just have that feeling that this isn't home, you know, and there's people who are documented as saying this and there's a lot of people out there. I think Heidi thinks that too, right? Yes. <laughs> so she thinks the same thing is like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I have the feeling that this isn't the right place for us. This isn't, I always say that if we're really truly part of this planet and we were really truly part of this nature, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be treating it so badly. Right. As far as if we didn't come from the soils of this ground, of this earth, we're not from this planet in that aspect. I mean, we obviously, we all, we all were born here, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, you know, I, became, I grew up in L.A. I mean, yeah. I have a place I was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. proof I was born out of a hospital, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean. Do you think that, can that thought pattern be opened up to the context of, okay, if that's the thought pattern, um, we're not from here, so we don't know how to take care of this, so we don't take care of this the right way. I mean, if you really think about it and stretch it out, we don't care about or take care of each other right. anymore right. either. Right, of course not. So, right. so what kind of people are we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's like if it, it, it seems like it's just a, a level of consistency there where humans are pretty much known for not treating something or somebody not right. So I think if, if 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 you can have an argument about one aspect of human life, that same argument should be able to be reached. Mm. Well, and maybe that's why we keep getting sightings too, is because they're watching us to see what we're doing or not doing. Right. You think we're getting too close to the real answers, and at some point we're just going to get zapped? And I don't mean that as sarcastic <laughs> as it sounds. Right. Well, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm serious. If there's, if there is, if there is an ultimate life force that's out there watching everything that we do, for some reason, s- things are being had to have kept secret for something. So if we get too close to the answers. Are we going right. to get nuked? Right. Or so maybe, ways. or taken out in another way. In another way, yeah. Right. Well, they say there's an asteroid, you know, always, there's always a prediction of asteroids going to wipe us out. Yeah. Do you think maybe our, our, our energy on this planet, with all the negativity that's going on right now, with all this craziness going on, that could fester something up too? So, I mean, if we have to change that negative energy into a more of a positive energy, things will change and for the better way. So, you know, getting rid of the negative energy is what needs to be done. And I think we're starting to see the negative energy, at least fester to the top mm-hmm. and the, that's the best way to get rid of it is yeah. when you see it and we're starting to see a lot of it right now yeah. and it's not happening the majority of the people on this planet aren't digging what's, what's going on right. and the majority is going to win very soon so yeah but we need to see this evilness come up and out before we can uh, get rid of it you know there is a saying that goes the, the Lord works in mysterious ways <laughs> right And I th- how do you know that the Lord is really a religious figure right that was being talked about were you there when that saying came <laughs> out no so how do you know who the Lord is it's just the energy it's just so. the energy of of everything that's that's 
bringing yeah. this out and about, and it's resolving itself in the correct way. Yeah. All right, so would we call her? I think her? we got a caller. Okay, so let's bring up on the phone. I'm hoping this works. Can you hear us, Jen? Yeah, I can. Oh, you got to put it off your speaker. Okay. There we Is go. That better. Can you hear? Yep. That? I'm in my oh. I'm in my car, so <laughs> I have the air blasting. It's so hot out. That's awesome. So everybody, this is Jen. She's a local, um, and she saw you saw something the other night, right? I did. I was as I was driving um, home from a friend's house around four o'clock in the morning. I was driving eastbound on Campbell around uh, 36th Street and traveling towards 40th, 44th Street. And I saw which what looked like a shooting star. Right. So I was like, wow, everybody here sees shooting stars in Arizona, and I haven't seen one, and I've been here for 20 years. And so I was like, oh, this is great. I had my dog in the car with me, and I was like, wow, we saw a shooting star. But as it descended it got closer and closer to uh, what appeared to be the uh, traffic light. And I drove <laughs> closer and closer to it to get video footage right. of it, and it shot up very fast and took off. Oh my and I, I actually got footage of it sitting in the same place for 30 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> wow, Jen, this is Kevin. Hi, thanks for calling in. Hi, Kevin. Hi. So this uh, doesn't sound like this uh, doesn't sound like this was your first UFO you saw. Well, I mean, I've, I'm skeptical, you know, just like everyone is, <laughs> until they actually witness something that something like this. And I was like, wow, this is definitely a UFO. I've told a couple of my friends, and I've shown them the video, and they're like, oh, that's really cool. It looks like a drone. But I said, there's no way a drone can sit in place for 30 to 40 minutes in the same exact place. And the way that it took off very fast, a drone can't do that. Right. Straight up and stuff. Like, right. It has to make you question. And I yeah. have a question. This is Jay Lewis. Hi, Jen. How are you? <laughs> Sir, what is the question? <laughs> The question is, when you when when you saw this, you said that it was up for it was in the air, sitting stationary for thirty to forty minutes, and then it just shot up in the air. Did you see? No, like, no. What happened is that it was traveling, it was descending, and I was like, "This is weird." I just um, it was high up, and then it started descending. So I was like, "This is really cool. This is a shooting star." So it came, it started coming down, down, down. At some point, I was like, this is going to hit my car. And <laughs> it was that low? Yes. It was, like, low enough to... It, it's um, it's strange. It's hard to explain. Heidi has the videos. So yeah. it looked as if it was coming down close to the traffic light. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, it, was it was, like, just going really light. slow. It was going, like, super slow, and it was weird. The ultimate yeah. end to my question was, did you see where it went? I did not, because I was okay. sitting there for 30 to 40 minutes, and I was like, I need to go home. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was out all night. Right. I was like, I can't sit and follow it, because I was following it for a while, and trying to get closer and closer and closer, and it, it was getting farther and farther away. So I was like, I can't just sit here. But it was definitely 30 to 40 minutes of the same, like, what I would, what it appears at that point. 
sitting in the same uh, position. And, and then you saw, covering, it, and you then know? you saw it take off. I did not. Oh, see you know, it you said. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, you're, yeah. I turned around and I was like, okay, I can't. I have to go to bed. Wow. And then it was. So, I wish I would have stayed longer to see what happened, but I, I, I couldn't. I had to get up in the morning. I wonder if it was watching you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I literally thought that for a second. I was like, wow. You know, I looked at my dog Rex, and I was like, you know what? This is our chance to, right. <laughs> to get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, you know what? And I was asking them. I was like, just take us. You know, make us your pets. We want to go. <laughs> just feed me. We want to go like now. <laughs> just feed me and pet me once in a while. I'll be happy. That's awesome. So, <laughs> I, um, as long as you got I, Netflix. I, I, there was a point where I was like, wow, this this may happen, you know? Right. That's I always think that I was just... It's, I was going to say something about, you know, if the if they know that you were, uh, you know, one of the people watching. Because we had that conversation before, too, of, you know, how much are they aware of our minds yeah. on them and how many people, uh, you know, yeah. they must be aware of who's watching them. It seems like they would. I'm sure they kind of maybe read your thoughts and, and uh, sure. you know, who knows? Maybe they did, but, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, well, if they read my thoughts, they would have taken me. And I was, you know, <laughs> 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 then you got to wonder why they wouldn't take you. Now you got to get, you know, like, they, they, they <laughs> they rejected me, I man. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it just I'll wasn't time yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> not, not your time. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks awesome. for sharing your story with yeah. us. I appreciate it. We're going to post some of your videos up, too. Sure, yeah. Thank Definitely you. Definitely post the videos. Right on. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Jen. All right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Very cool. Right on. All right. Bye. There you go. Awesome. Very cool. That was awesome. Yeah. So we'll post that on the Aliens with Gas page and everything. So that kind of makes me think if if they were kind of watching, you know, if if you've ever had kids or well, you have kids, little uh, right. hiding, um, you kind of watch your kid. And you're going to see where you're just waiting to see what they do. They could be getting close to a table in your drink. And you don't run over real quick. You just want to see what they're going to do <laughs> until they grab it. Right. I wonder right. if that's what's going on. We're right. just being watched, and they know what we're doing. They know, like I said earlier, we're getting kind of closer, and they're like, we're not going to do anything mm. yet. But as soon as that one key, and somebody's like, <laughs> aha, there are ch- we're their children. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jay Lewis. I appreciate it, man. I yeah. had so much fun. Jay Lewis Mills. That's L-O-U-I-S, as far as the Lewis goes. Capital J, capital L-O-U-I-S, all one word. Actor, where can people find you online? You can find me at J. Lewis Mills on Twitter, J. Lewis Mills Facebook, J. Lewis Mills Snapchat and my show starts on the level Wednesday, June 7th, bbsradio.com forward slash on the level. Excellent, man. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Awesome. And we don't be a stranger to this program again. Absolutely not. Okay. Heidi, you ready? Aliens. <laughs> with Cass. We are here every uh, s- Saturday on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. So you guys tune in next week for another show. Thanks for tuning in to the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine. Thank you, and keep watching the skies.